You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. In this episode, Shravan Joshi, elected member of the City of London, talks about the shared ambition to get the city on the path to net zero with the CEO of UK Power Networks, Basil Scarcella. So from the city's perspective, we are trying to get together data at the moment on how we might achieve a net zero. Yeah. Right. We, yep. We've worked quite yep. hard to define what net zero is yeah. for us as an authority. Yeah. Um, we've got data collection going on until about the middle of this year. Yeah. And then we'll come up with a plan of how to implement that. That's, yep. that's the idea. But, but uh, just on that, I mean, yeah. the challenges that the city is facing are the same as the challenges that lots of the organisation, including UK Panaworks is, yeah. is facing. You know, our, our challenge is, okay, we want to achieve net zero as UK Panaworks, but more importantly, we want to provide a fit-for-purpose electricity network that facilitates or enables the transition to net zero for both the City of London and uh, the wider UK economy. Yeah. So, so I think you're right, and actually those those aims are really aligned in that sense. Yeah. Um, for us, it's it's a lot of this is invisible. Yeah. You know, when you talk about utilities and infrastructure, it's underground. It's in yeah. the, it's in the it's in the Wi-Fi. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's it's stuff that people don't see day to day. What they do see is is the streets and yeah. being dug up. Yeah. They, they see yeah. the they, they see the disturbances. They they see yeah. the inconvenience. That it causes them on a day-to-day basis, they don't, they don't necessarily equate that with the benefits they're then getting. Yeah. How do you balance that equation as you as you also start to make changes to go towards uh, a more sustainable business model? Yeah, and a, a lot of it is comes down to communication. Yeah, right? and if we take the city of London, as uh, you correctly point out, all the the our electricity network is underground and we've already made significant progress in facilitating the transition uh, to net zero uh, where especially in the city of London buses for Mm. example uh, we've worked with Transport for London to be clear as to what is required to provide adequate electricity capacity so that buses can go uh, electric if and, and you know when uh, they would like keeping in mind there's some six thousand six seven thousand buses wow. in, in mm. London generally and we've done the work I think on some 67 bus garages where we said we transport with a TFL saying this is the capacity you need now that the electricity capacity is one issue. Clearly, the replacement of the buses is a significantly greater capital investment. Yeah. So then you look at uh, uh, cabs. Uh, we're working with the cab companies to make sure that there's that adequate uh, charging infrastructure. We don't install charging infrastructure, but we provide the electricity, the network, the electricity network capacity for investors to put in uh, charging infrastructure for black Mm. cabs, for Uber drivers, etc. In London, difficult to find space, as you know better than I do, Uh, difficult for us to get in and out to dig up 
the street. So it's a challenge. I'm happy to say, though, <laughs> while it is a challenge, it's an exciting one because yeah. when we look forward uh, to in London and the UK generally, I think is ahead of most other major economies in transitioning to net zero. But uh, the challenge is just starting and change is going to accelerate over the next five, ten years. And I think one of the challenges that your business has, more than others perhaps, is that in a, in a way your, the impact that your business has is so far reaching. It, it's, it's to businesses, it's to consumers, yeah. it, it's, it's to the whole network. Um, how, how are you trying to define what UK Power Network is responsible for? Yeah. In, in, that, in that supply chain, because you can't possibly take on the entire challenge of net zero. You know, you've got to, you've got to be able to say, look, this is where UK Power Network sits, and we're responsible for X. We can make sure we provide power in a responsible and sustainable way. But yeah, and that, 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 that is a very important question. We need to be clear mm. what we're responsible for. Because you're right, we can't be held responsible for transit for the economy to transition no. to net zero. <laughs> and the economy transition to net zero involves one, decarbonizing electricity and how that electricity is generated. We, UK Power Networks, are an electricity distribution company. All we own the poles and wires. We don't generate electricity, we don't sell electricity. So the first step is decarbonise electricity. How it's generated. Gone are the days where fossil fuel, coal, etc., is going to be used uh, to, to generate electricity. It's now renewable, solar, wind, uh, nuclear in the UK. So, so decarbonise electricity. Secondly, we need to decarbonise transport, electric vehicles. Uh, thirdly, we need to decarbonise heat. A and finally, us as, as, as a community need to change the way our behaviours, whether it's, you know, we're going to stop eating meat and so on and so forth. So we can't, UK Power Works, no. the way I describe what we are responsible for is to deliver a, an electricity system that enables complete choice for consumers. In other words, we don't get in the way if the City of London Corporation uh, embarks on net zero and I'm sure they will, and therefore uh, they want to decarbonise transport, they want to decarbonise heat. We shouldn't... Our electricity network should not get in the way of that. And that's what we... And I'll be happy to be accountable for that, mm. but not for whether uh, we as consumers buy transition to electric vehicles for example I don't I think that's unreasonable for us to be accountable for that if we're going to achieve net zero as a nation <clears throat> you know yeah. across industries across sectors you've got to have um, realizable government policy in place yeah. um, at a more local level where we are in the corporation you know you guys provide our power to the square mile yeah um, what sort of what sort of policies, what sort of um, environment would enable you as UK Power Networks to make sure that the future energy demand here can be met? And, and one of the problems we've got in the city is, 
it's a very small geographical space. There's not a lot of, um, you know, there's not a lot of space to put put yep. gear in, if yep. you like. Yep. Um, we also have huge uh, <coughs> peak energy demands. Yep. And the the requirement as a as a global financial center to have that power. Yep. At the yep. press of a button. Yep. You know. Yeah. So so how do you, how do you how do you see that um, very distinct need? Yeah. Um, impacted across the board. Yeah, and that's a question that we and I can ask uh, regularly uh, because uh, some people have concerns whether we would be a, we UK Panagos would be able to provide the adequate electricity capacity for the City of London to continue to thrive and, and be a financial global uh, financial centre. Uh, I'm happy to say that, and I always answer it this way, the capacity requirement for anything the City of London, or for that matter in, within our, our uh, service territory, will always be available. We will always provide adequate capacity for the development that needs to take place in the City of London. What we need to do, and we do so far, we've done very, very well, is work very closely with the various authorities, including the regulator, the government, the, the Corporation of City of London, to make sure that we're aware of what developments are taking place, because it's all about, I repeat, we will provide the capacity as long as we have time and it's, got, it's always expensive because in providing that capacity because of the difficulties that we talked about earlier, lack of space, uh, uh, high cost in doing work. But by working together with the corporation, with the government, with the regulator, uh, so far uh, are not aware of any development in London that's been halted because we haven't been able to provide adequate electricity capacity. Okay. So that's obviously very encouraging. Um, um, one, one area that I see, and I, and I agree with you that, that you've got to have the regulators in place, you've got to have policy in place. Yeah. Um, to my mind, this has got to be commercially viable as well. Yeah. Uh, it's got to work for you, your shareholders, you, you know, you've got a responsibility yeah. to them as well yeah. to make this work. One area that I see perhaps is often ignored is technology. Yeah, and innovation, and and how that can impact um, a more sustainable business model, yeah. and and perhaps meet that future capacity demand, and perhaps also have a good a good uh, positive message on, on 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 impact on on net zero. Yeah, where do you see technology fitting in? Yeah, and would, would you know could government <coughs> policy be geared more towards allowing you to sandbox, allowing you to yeah. put innovation into the market? If we were sitting here in the sort of early 2000 and you asked that question, I would have to say, I would have said probably there's very little innovation taking place at utility level. I'm happy to say that that has changed dramatically and it's changed dramatically for a number of reasons. One, the government saying committing to net zero by 2050. Uh, to the regulator in sort of 2010-ish uh, introduced an innovation fund which, which was £500 million available uh, for utilities 
to bid uh, against that fund with innovation projects. And the innovation projects were all aimed at how are we going to deliver, how are we going to deliver an electricity network that is actually uh, enables net zero at the lowest cost, in other words, without digging up the streets. Traditionally, we would have gone ahead and dig up the streets, pull bigger cables, and there's your, your, your capacity. These days, we talk about smart grids, we talk about enabling always complete consumer choice, but avoiding to digging up at the streets. As you pointed out, there's, uh, it's the City of London especially has got very peaky demand, which means that the assets, the, the wires, the cables buried under the streets of the City of London, the utilisation is not as good as it, sh it should be. So we work with the City of London, with the businesses in the city to make sure that we maximise the utilisation of those assets or those cables. And if we can achieve that, then we avoid digging up the streets. Got it. Yeah. And, and, and do, you, do you find yourselves running trials on technologies in, in various places to, to, to try and, you know, it's always difficult when you're looking at it from a technology perspective as an investor in technology as well, when you look at um, stuff that's sort of lab ready, if you like, and taking that to commercialization can be quite a risk yeah. um, for, 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 for someone providing a platform for that. Um, where, do you, where do you see that, that sort of capacity, if you like, for trial yeah. and, 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 and then building that out onto, into, into a more widespread uh, use. Yeah, I talked earlier about the £500 million mm. pounds, uh, innovation fund, which often the regulator, and, and, and the regulation in this country, by the way, is, sec is, is second to none, I think. It, we, the regulation here is followed by most Western economies uh, around, the, around the world. Uh, but um, to, to innovation fund, I mean, again, I'm happy to say that UK Pound Works has been the most successful in in uh, getting funding from the 500 million innovation fund over the last uh, number of years. For example, we were the first ones to trial a six megawatt battery. At the time, it was the biggest battery in the in the uh, uh, northern hemisphere. Uh, it was the early days of of batteries of electricity storage and we used that to actually defer again not dig up the streets mm. but defer the the reinforcement of the network yeah yeah today we we are undertaking one, the biggest uh, trial of electric vehicles vehicle to grid uh, sort of trials where we have uh, some thousand customers uh, with electric vehicles and we're working together with the suppliers of uh, electric vehicles, the suppliers of electricity, the various authorities to see, because in the future one of the biggest areas of storage is actually going to be the batteries yes. in, our, in our cars that, that as we 
have millions of electric vehicles and electric vehicles are parked out on the street, we see that those batteries will form a form of storage which can be utilised at different times. We talked earlier about smart grids. It's all aimed at providing the capacity required at the lowest possible cost. Because there's no question, if we're going to achieve net zero, demand for electricity has been suggested by 2050, is going to, it'll be double what it is today. Do you think UK Power Networks works closely enough with the corporation uh, in understanding uh, what your plans are for achieving net zero so that we can start working towards providing an electricity network that is fit for purpose uh, to, to enable that, that achievement. So I, I think, yeah, that there's, there's, there's a good relationship, there's a healthy relationship with, with you as a, as a provider, if you like, yeah. um, at an officer level that there's good interaction on understanding what future needs are. Yeah. Uh, as new developments come up, I think there's always a good uh, debate with all the utility providers to make sure that the needs are met. Um, I think it, it's, it's, it's interesting where it's almost a separate debate at the moment about <coughs> sustainability and yeah. net zero. Yeah, yeah. And I think that needs to become one. Mm. So I, I think having those, having different conversations is, is, is fine at the moment while we're doing data gathering, while, while we're trying to learn as an authority where the low-hanging fruit lies. But I think once we start to define where that is and we start to see where our efforts are going to be targeted and we start to develop policy around those targets, it, it would be good to have yourselves around yeah. that table so that it's a communal decision and everyone's on board commercially. And the timing is perfect from, from our perspective. We're just starting now to prepare our business plans for 2023 to 2028 to put to Ofgem the regulator. I think it's important that we work together with the corporations so that our plan, uh, like I say, takes into account your plans to, to achieve net zero uh, and, and we provide, I repeat, fearful purpose electricity network. Brilliant. Thank you, Basil. Thanks for listening to this future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com. Future Net Zero. Better business, better planet.